0: hello everyone and welcome to our podcast welcome
1: to our podcast episode
0: 329 of this podcast that you've no doubt been with us since the very beginning speaking of duos you were with since the very beginning and uh, today marks the breakup date uh daft punk broke up today really the band daft punk broke up did did you not know that i didn't know that well you've had a busy morning you woke right up And you start, as you do, and I don't mean to put our business out there for everyone, but you woke up this morning and you uh, did your exercises, your Zoom exercise class, and uh, you did a great job. Thank you. And I sat there on Twitter looking at a pile of junk food, wondering what to do with that, make a little fort out of it. We'll get to it later. And I read the news on Twitter that Daft Punk broke up. And it made me a little sad and then i was like well i haven't thought about daft punk once in the past five years and they could have broken up four and a half years ago right and i would have had no idea Mm -hmm. but that doesn't discount the fact that when i was on my record buying kick and when we first moved here that daft punk record random access memory and that fucking other one that i used to pump all the time was so horny and i was so horny about it at all times and uh
1: that was on constant rotation in the beginning constant player Constant. First moved here,
0: yeah. And uh, and uh, this song in particular, "Doing It Right," was my shit. "Doing It Right" featuring Panda Bear was my shit, and it goes a lily something like this. This is the band. The Daft Punk is the band that teaches you that you could do that thing by putting your phone in your mouth. You know what I'm talking about.
1: That's
0: my favorite Daft Punk song. Very simple. It's kind of that over and over again forever. Um. So, uh, that was kind of sad and kind of nostalgic, but also, uh, I was thinking about how, you know, you grow up and you have your own favorite bands at like your. Um, in your teens and twenties and mm-hmm. in your formative years. Mm-hmm. Song's in your head now, isn't it? Yes.
1: It's so good.
0: <laughs> and uh and uh you also hear about other great bands of other generations. Mm-hmm. Like there are so many kids with the Nirvana t-shirts. Right. That definitely weren't alive or had any mature thoughts Pink while Floyd. Kurt Cobain was even alive. Right. Uh, Pink Floyd, the, the Beatles, fucking, uh, fucking Digital Underground. Yeah. All these bands mm-hmm. that uh, maybe you weren't around for, but you could appreciate after the fact. Run DMC. Run DMC. Every member Notorious of the Wu Tang Clan. Old oh, dirty bastard! Return to the thirty-six chambers so on and so forth we could just name bands that we weren't uh jimmy hendrix jimmy hendrix james hendrix yes um but i was so happy that they that that was like in our lifetime
1: the planters okay i loved them when i was in middle school we
0: all have examples and i don't know that you could put odb in the same conversation as the planters yeah you can toad in the wet sprocket (laughs) and we all had these bands and uh, eve six and I was so happy that we got to experience Daft Punk. I've never seen them live or anything, but no. didn't have to. No. And uh, the work they did with Kanye on what I believe to be the graduation album was that the one "Stronger" was on. Knowing it right. Me and me. Uh, and <laughs> this is uh, our welcome to our podcast. Thank you to Daft Punk because we know you're watching. Big Patreon sp- sponsors. <laughs> no, and um. They actually quit making music to become full-time Patreon sponsors of, <laughs> of this podcast. And we can't thank them enough for that. And a lot of people are going to be upset with us for that, but you know, uh, don't hate the player, hate the game. And, um, it was so, I just loved their music. I yeah. just want to say thank you. Yeah.
1: Yeah. How are you this morning? I'm good. Uh, I'm a little tired, a little sore. Um, I've started zoom workouts with a bunch of people, uh, I actually roped Lexi into this, too, somehow. Lexi handles our Instagram. Yes. And um, it's actually really affordable. And there's like a group of like eight or nine of us. And it's pretty awesome that we do this. It's a 45-minute class. Um, A lot of it's like plyo hit workout
0: plyo hit workout yeah now that Plyometrics is metrics and when there's high snow intensity around your mailbox no. the truck can't get in no okay no that's not it Speaking and i don't know snow, it a lot about working out i don't pretend to be a, a workout guru or fitness Lisa on yeah he's <laughs> on Lisa. Lisa maxima but I know a little bit about plow workouts and that is when maybe you have a walkway leading up to your house and your parents need to get in and out so you
1: plow the walkway so they can get to and from their cars. Right. Speaking of uh of snow and cold times, uh Josh Wilkinson yes. is a sponsor this Thank you, Josh. This month. <laughs> And uh, what does that have to do with snow? He says, Hey, Mike and Zoya, hopefully this shout out is. <laughs> Bless I'm you. sorry. Hopefully this shout out is irrelevant by the time y'all record. But I'm in Austin and I have been without water and power for several days now. Oh, Temperatures God. are still below freezing. It stinks. For anybody in the same boat, Austin's Instagram at where at when, where, what, Austin, all one word is posting what's open, what's free, and where you can find warming centers. It's worth taking a look at for all of those who are affected and miserable. What's happening in Texas right now is fucking crazy. Yeah, man. Um, so anyone that is listening in Texas, I'm so sorry you're dealing with this. This fucking sucks for you guys. Mm-hmm. Um, but I hope that you guys get some kind of relief soon you know yeah
0: i wonder if it's still as bad as it was that cuz i had seen some um uh some pictures of people posting like snowy uh, streets and stuff like that mm-hmm. and saying this was last week and this was this week and then a bunch of stuff had melted and obviously that's how snow works um but uh, we do hope that the temperature changes, mm-hmm. and it's very interesting when we are from the Northeast and mm-hmm. we're very used to snow and ice, and uh, they're going through um, a bunch up there too. Even though their infrastructure is more prepared, prepared, prepared. For, prepared. Sorry for stumbling, prepared, stumbling over my words there. I only had one cup of coffee. I usually have seven by the time. <laughs> do this. But, um. Their infrastructure is prepared. prepared. Per-perd. Per-perd. So I didn't even know their infrastructure is paper. So <laughs> I didn't even know that uh, it really snowed like that in Texas until a couple of years ago. And me and Megan oh, yeah. Tingle Jace did a cross country tour and we drove across I the country that. in my Toyota Matrix. Shout out one time, obviously not a sponsor. Get a Toyota Matrix. If you do a lot of traveling, you have a lot of stuff to take with you. It's like having a small minivan. I loved it. Mm hmm. Megan has one now, for example. And we drove through Texas and it started snowing and we're like, what the fuck is this? Did we come on some kind of historic occasion where it Mm -hmm. snowed? Then it kept snowing and it snowed our whole drive through Texas. Mm -hmm. And there was also like freezing rain. And Mm -hmm. I remember growing up in the Northeast, we learned to drive in that shit. Right. And so we would be going at like a snail's pace. Picture of snail, you got it, got it, and uh, so we were able to snail, got it, and we were able to maneuver. Um, but people that weren't used to that kind of weather, we would see zooming by us, right, at like still 50, 60 miles an hour, thinking like it's kind of rain, it's like white rain. Um, and then we would see them on the side of the road, either wrecked or turned over or pulled over or. Something, but it was a goddamn mess. Yeah. And, um, it's interesting that, uh, this part of the country in Southern California isn't built for, uh, a a lot of, you know, just natural weather things that, that could happen. Right. So, uh, we feel you, we come from a part of the country where we, you know, the whole state gets shut down by snow, whole state gets shut down by hurricanes, hurricanes uh you know, once in a while we get a tomato in there, and uh we feel you and uh keep doing your best the entire middle of the country.
1: I know it sucks I mean so many places, so many people's like f- fucking pipes burst yeah like that's the worst that's like such a uh, a huge fear especially in the northeast where you know like everyone's like oh my heat's not working or no
0: you know ted cruz put his whole house on a plane and flew it to cancun mexico so his pipes wouldn't freeze
1: he seems like a really stand-up guy
0: so zoe we got a delivery
1: oh my god
0: the other day zoe will once in a while when we don't feel like going to the store um because it's very stressful and we've been very busy so we'll have delivery From the store Mm. I called it Peapod the other day Because that (laughs) is what it was called In New York City 10 years ago But what is it fucking called It's called Instant Cart Instant Cart And that's when You put everything in the pressure cooker And then You get Crunchy pizza rolls So
1: I've been So I've been ordering online Since like the pandemic started You know Me still seeing clients um, And you know Uh, doing all of that.
0: (laughs) Feed the chickens.
1: I don't want to go into uh, a grocery store because, you know, my chances are higher. I'm seeing clients. I don't want to like overexpose myself more than I have to. And
0: you've been known to kiss people on the mouth randomly in the frozen food section.
1: I love licking people's noses and mouths. And we've told her to stop, but... They really like it, I think. So, um... So, I mean, I think in the last year, I think I can count on my hands how many times I've gone to the grocery store. Um, Beat the chicken. feeding, all kinds of animals. Um, so, I put in an order uh, on Saturday morning um, to have delivered. And I was off Saturday, and I worked yesterday, Sunday. Um, and... <laughs> So I was cleaning the house. I was like, I'm going to get you know dinner delivered. I'm going to have everything. Everything's going to get done. Laundry's done. The floors have been mopped, cleaned. Everything's done, right? Dancing around for those who can't see on video. Yeah. So I I tell Mike, I'm like, hey, last load of laundry is in the, in the dryer, 36 minutes. Go grab it. Set a timer. The, we have a food delivery coming. Should be here by 2, 33 o'clock.
0: Yes. You also said wipe down the countertops.
1: Which you didn't do. I did
0: not do. And I noticed that today. And I
1: was disappointed in myself. I cooked and then I cleaned the rest of the kitchen. Sorry. So everything is done. Big piece of shit. It's totally fine. I get it. Uh, So I ended up picking up Megan Tanja's, And we went to um, Home Depot because there were a couple things that I needed. I went into the nursery, picked up some stuff. I was gonna go into inside of Home Depot, not realizing that it's a Saturday and everyone and their goddamn mother was there. That's where so, you go.
0: That's where you go on Saturday.
1: So I looked at Megan and I was like, <clears throat> "We're not going in there." <laughs> so I, <clears throat> I've tried to like uh, avoid all stores at all costs, right?
0: It's a good hairdresser looking out for you.
1: Uh, yeah, and myself. You know, I don't want to get sick. I'm not. I didn't get chipped yet, so I want, you know, to make sure that I'm okay. So yeah. as I'm getting ready to check out, Mike calls me and he goes, What the fuck did you order? And I'm like Did I say it Yeah? Like yeah. Just like that. And I was like, <laughs> uh, like it totally caught me off guard because that's not what I was thinking you were going to say to me. Yeah. And you I'm thought like, maybe a thank you or Yeah, something. So <laughs> nice. I'm like I'm like, what do you mean? I was like, I, I was like, I ordered chicken thighs. I was like, there's eggs, you know, maybe, you know, coffee creamer. I was like, I don't know why. And you're like, it's all chips and soda. I was like, what? And he's like, there's Funyuns. There's like 17 bags of Funyuns. <laughs> there's this, there's that. And I was like, no, 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 no. I was like, that's not what I ordered. Dude, you know?
0: Funyuns? Six bags? Packets of ramen noodles, mm-hmm. three chicken, three beef, disgusting.
1: Yeah.
0: Two bags of Funyuns, three bags of hot fries. Yeah,
1: the Checkers hot fries, and then there's the uh, two bags
0: of honey barbecue twisty Fritos,
1: mm-hmm. which two
0: are- liters of diet <laughs> soda, which is an interesting choice. Yep, four. Uh, cartons of milk?
1: Yeah. like, <sighs> And then they had like a, a a thing of eggs. A carton of eggs.
0: A thing of ketchup?
1: Ketchup. Uh, cold brew coffee. Cold brew coffee. And then a Coffee Mate sweetener. hazelnut creamer.
0: And somewhere there is a group. That's a group of stoners.
1: Hang on a second. Okay. There was also white chocolate chip macadamia nut cookies that's the toll house and regular (laughs) chocolate chip toll house cookies like the square packs
0: yeah somebody did so many fucking drugs or just one a lot of one drug and was like oh my goodness when this person gets here it's like delivering heaven to my house but that didn't happen for them (laughs) all
1: right guys i'm putting in an order for instant cart yeah, and then reading down the list, and everybody on the couch going, John, <laughs> John Francis, Keith, and Joe. What do you guys want? I'm getting Fritos. John Francis choices. is
0: two friends or one French friend?
1: It's one. It's two different people. John Francis, John and Francis okay. are two different people. Okay. Yeah. And then he's so John's like, you know, I'm I'm gonna get some some Funyuns and, and the Frito Honey Barbecue. You know, that's my jam. Oh fuck! Some, I forgot they made yeah. Honey Barbecue. Dude, get Francis. I want Funyuns and the uh, white chocolate macadamia nut. Whoa, you're going to make cookies? Toll house cookies. French. Keith is like, I need the chocolate chip cookies and I need cold brew with hazelnut creamer. Shut up, Keith. You haven't paid rent in three months. I need eggs. I need this. I need that. <laughs> yeah. And then they're like, wait, get two of each. Get me six things. <laughs> Half beef half chicken, (laughs) I need these six things. Don't forget the diet Coke, bro.
0: Fuck. You're getting the beef. The beef is disgusting. Yeah. But if you put the beef and the chicken, chicken. (laughs) it's
1: it's like like beef chicken. It's like drinking a buffet. It's like all your food, uh, groups in one, bro. Uh, Yeah. So much. You
0: know, he's going to eat three of them dry. (laughs) Whoa. sucking on the fucking block
1: of noodles. So I ended up calling the Instacart and Uh, I was like, Hey, uh, I just had an order delivered. Uh, you know, thank you. What's your, what's your telephone number? So I tell the guy and he was like, well, what's in the order? I said, well, I'm not home. I said, but my husband
0: is in heaven right now. I was
1: like, my husband called me (laughs) from heaven. (laughs) And he's like, "What the fuck did you order?" I just said it just like that. Yeah. So at that point, Megan just looks at me like, "What the fuck just happened?" So I start to explain to the guy. I was like, "I don't know. There's there's a chips and soda." I was like, "I don't know whose order this is." I was like, "But it's not my order." I was like, "Is there any way that you can get it back to me? Because I have a friend that we cook together." And we cook like the same meals and Saturday was the day we were going to do that. Shout out one time we do. I do it with Lexi who handles our Instagram for WTOP,
0: which is now a foodie enthusiast Instagram. Welcome underscore to underscore the underscore podcast.
1: I wasn't done talking.
0: I was saying our entire I'm not Instagram- done talking.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. So I was like, shit. I was like, and we had like a, a date at like four o'clock, you know, like she worked all day. I was cleaning the house all day, you know, all day, all night, all day, boom. all night, but boom. So I, I go to Megan's, I drop, I drop Megan off. I come home. I called Alexi on my way home and I was like, so this, this, and this happened. She goes, What? So I start to pull everything out of the bags and I'm showing Lex, like what I have in front of me and we're just like cracking up. So by the time the food got here, it was fine. We like, we made chicken adobo. It was very tasty. Chicken adorable. Um, and then, uh, This morning I wake up, so I got home from work yesterday and Mike has made like a a mound on the, on the dining room table. Well,
0: a mound would imply that it is maybe not organized and beautiful. What I made was (laughs) a display piece.
1: It was a masterpiece work of art. Okay. Chef's kiss. Um, so I'm getting ready to work out this morning and it's. And I put my my laptop on a chair and I push the table back to as far as I can so I have room to you know do my workout and as I'm sitting there doing like V ups and like crossover crunches and this and that, <laughs> I'm just staring at this like <laughs> display the best trainer in the world of of snacks getting
0: screamed at by a pile of snacks. <laughs>
1: And getting screamed at in an English accent.
0: Dude, your trainer having an English accent Mm -hmm. is wonderful. Yeah. And there's something about being told what to do by somebody with an English (laughs) accent where you you trust them more. Yeah. Whether it's a doctor Mm -hmm. or a navigation system or whatever. It's it's, that standard operating procedures. You get whatever, voice activated, whatever, and you change it to an English accent because it just sounds more right.
1: Yeah. I mean, she's really great. If anybody else is interested in doing this, hit me up. Let me know. Um, the more the merrier. She's really awesome. Uh, she's intense. She used to be a bodybuilder. Her name is Judy. Uh, and she's awesome. I Tight. love her. Yeah.
0: I don't remember a Judy that I've met that I didn't enjoy. Love.
1: Yeah. Right away. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Try not to speak too soon. Too much of an overarching statement. Mm-hmm. But I don't know any shitty. We're
1: going to name our daughter Judy.
0: Well, Which brings me to my next announcement.
1: No, no, Um, don't do that. So
0: that was great that we got that uh, delivery. Little update on the lasagna conversation. I got raked over the coals for comments that I made. Mm -hmm. And obviously I'm willing to admit when I'm wrong Mm -hmm. because I'm wrong all the time. And so I admit that I'm wrong all the time. Mm -hmm. True? True. False? Yeah. True. Both true and false. No. No. A lot of people are sending me pictures of lasagna with sauce on top and saying, look, there's sauce on top. Mm. And I just wanted to come out and say, um, with all due respect, no fucking shit, no shit. Mind
1: your goddamn business. (laughs) No
0: fucking shit. No shit. Is there sauce on top? Because there isn't an Italian food that doesn't have sauce on top. <laughs> sauce is a topping. Sauce, in this case, putting sauce on the top of lasagna and uh-huh. sprinkling Parmesan cheese is not a layer. Unless there is purposeful ragout and the mozzatine. Is that how it's said? No, there's no D in it, yeah. but I wanted to use a lot of my tongue. Uh... It's not an intentional layer. You can't just sprinkle cheese and put sauce and then slap another bitch on there and have it be one lasagna. And that's how I'll think until I die. Uh And so you have that many years of hearing that from me. But don't send me pictures of lasagna and say, look at how there's sauce on top. Somebody did it um, very recently and I almost, I flipped my shit. Last week, we had an unbelievably wonderful group of Twitter questions come in from the audience, mm-hmm. our Twitter handle, which is way shorter than our Instagram handle is at welcome pod. If you're on Twitter, you should be following that. You can uh, ask us questions all throughout the week. I usually ask for, uh, questions like a day or two before Leah, her name is Leah runs our Twitter and she is uh, hilarious and loves, uh, interacting with you guys. And uh, will text me interesting things that you guys reply and tweet at all times. So I asked for another batch of questions, hoping that it would be as good as last week. And I think it's very good. Mm -hmm. Do you want to get to Twitter questions? Uh, Let's do it. Twitter question one from Pants. Mm Mm-hmm which I don't want to assume, but I don't think that's a real name. I'm developing feelings for a friend who is eight years my junior. Topical. I've been in a similar situation before, but didn't act on it. And that doesn't bother me. But this friend is much closer and important to me. How should I approach them about these feelings? Question mark. I am 28 and they are 20. Uh, P.S., we're a couple of states away and we went to school. We went to school together. Darian Conning, Song called She Likes My Dog. Go ahead and look it up. Darian still making music, unlike Daft Punk. We went to school together and just kept in touch over text and calling each other. So, eight year time difference, eight state, state difference, poopy pee pee pants. Zoe? well, Zoe is eight years older than me, so I really don't have a problem.
1: I don't think you're not doing it right, right now. (laughs) Um, I don't think it really matters how, how much age is in between, uh, my best friend married somebody that's 15 years older than she is. Like, well, you better
0: put a cap on that shit. Why? Ever? Or is it past a certain age or certain maturity level where it's like all I think once you're Gucci? in your
1: 20s, once you're in your 20s, it's, that's when it's fine. I think once
0: you're over, this is just me personally, yeah. once you're over 25, you're allowed to be a person. Anything before twenty five is like no matter what,
1: <laughs> you're a little kid. I don't agree unless you've been through some shit. Uh, yeah, I don't <sighs> agree with that because you'd... I'm also being obnoxious for comedy of course, sake. Of course, I I understand.
0: Go slower,
1: do I? Slow it down. Slow slower than that. You have to sing slower. No, okay. <laughs> um. <laughs> it's the best day of my life. I think once you're in your twenties, I. I You know, like 25, okay, sure, whatever. That's when you're starting to really become who you are, Uh you know. Uh, But some people have been through some shit. And it's like some 20-year-olds or 23-year-olds are way more mature, way more. Way more. Way more mature than, you know, other 20 and 23-year-olds. Yeah. Everyone's different. The only thing that would probably be your biggest issue is the the distance, you know? Um, if you guys are so many states away, like that's, I mean, it's hard. I mean, I know a lot of people who do the long distance thing and they make it work. Um,
0: Especially now that it's, uh, we might be at the tail end of pandemic stuff, but you still can't see a ton of people. Right. So would it be... Drastically different than a, any relationship that started in 2020. I mean, maybe,
1: maybe. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Um, I don't really know how to answer that question. I don't know.
0: It really depends on more information that, than you're giving us. Yeah. The, uh, like who cares it's, that you're
1: eight years her senior.
0: Yeah. It's really what you're giving us is like, uh, numbers. Right. Here are the numbers. Right. Yeah, are these numbers weird? We don't know anything about your relationship or whatever, so we won't be able to give you any kind of solid advice on what to do or not to do. Right. I think deep down you know that. right? I don't think you're creepy for being in your 20s and dating another person in your 20s. You no. know who else did that? All of our parents and grandparents. Mm-hmm. Um, there are ages that are creepier than others. If you were 25 and she was... Less than the, uh, that she is 17. now.
1: Seventeen. Yeah, Sit, uh, I can't do math right now. Neither can I. Yeah.
0: Um, but you know what? If it's like a if it's a mutual thing, and you're both on the same page, and <clears throat> one of the other things that I haven't had to deal with in a goddamn lifetime is when you start falling for one of your friends, and that kind of that thought process kind of overwhelms your thinking um and you're like i either have to forget about it entirely as to not ruin anything else or i have to you know let them know and just see what they think mm-hmm. and and uh see where they are on it but you do run the risk of making your relationship way different especially mm-hmm. if that has never been in your orbit before Mm -hmm. you'd never talked about any of that stuff. You never dated or hooked up or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then after however many years you're like, I think I might like you a little bit, Mm -hmm. not completely out of the ordinary, but just know that like in any relationship, you got to have your pendulums swinging at a similar speed and motion of Mm the ocean to have
1: that work out. Mm -hmm. But also remember though, this person at 20 years old definitely, well, I can't say definitely. Has might not.
0: <laughs> what were you going to say?
1: Might not have the same feelings towards you. Yeah.
0: I mean, that's the risk when you, when you develop feelings for mm-hmm. any, anyone.
1: And I also want you to know that I was right at 17.
0: Good. Did you do the math out on paper? I did. Man. How about paper, huh? How it's changed our lives? Put the pen to the paper. Casey Landerkin, who is one of my favorite fine artists in the world um, and follow her on TikTok because she's real educational and nice and she's talented as fuck. She goes, would you live on Mars for a while if you knew that you'd be fine and you can come back?
1: Unless there's a pandemic on Mars and then you can't come back.
0: If one person is sick (laughs) on Mars, there's a pandemic.
1: (laughs) I mean... If it was like a three-month trial, I'd probably do it. I wouldn't do it. There's fucking nothing up there. What if you had three months and you were like,
0: you can't have the internet for three months? Ain't no reception on Mars, Claire. Maybe you bring a reception there. Bring a reception? Yeah, bring it there. So take Ted Cruz's plane and put an Uh, AT&T store on it. And that's the only thing that's fucking on Mars. I wouldn't do it. I mean, you could probably see beautiful shit and being on a planet that's closer to the sun than us, right? Is that how it works? I believe so. And I believe the the whole thing's made out of chocolate and that's where Mars bars came <laughs> from. And that's interesting in itself. And um, seeing the atmosphere from a different perspective especially at night and seeing all the things that you could see without light pollution or whatever and being closer to the sun and being fine that would be worth seeing because that's the whole reason why people travel all over this planet Mm -hmm. is to experience different things and to see things from a different perspective right it would be awesome Mm -hmm. would i live there no would i put on my little vr helmet and look at rover pictures and feel like I was there and maybe make the room a little colder or hotter, whatever the fuck. Yes. I don't think I would live there.
1: I think. I wonder if I would go like as like a mission statement and like build like a school or houses or whatever. Who you know, goes like, to the school, you think? I don't know. You're going to send a bus up there? Bus little of kids? Elon Musk's
0: kids? <laughs> he would be like, we're not having kids unless they get educated on Mars.
1: He started a school, just so you know.
0: I'm sick of earth human beings trying yeah, to teach really. other he- earth human beings how how this place is. Frankie Matos says, how do you deal with writing slash making art about people in your life knowing they might see it? Slash. Two slashes in one sentence. I mean, explore the comma. Uh, he, he see it and possibly take it the wrong way. Frankie There is a <laughs> motto that I've lived with since I started putting things on the internet. Mm-hmm. And that is don't say anything about anyone unless you would say it to their face. And Fact. that is the one and only rule you have to follow when making art about other people. Yeah. Because that it speaks to the kind of person that you are. Right. You got some place to be. Speaks to the kind of person you are um <laughs> the point. um i think if you're anywhere if you're in middle school and you say a bunch of shit about somebody that you wouldn't say to their face you're doing wrong doing it wrong Everybody know you knew you knew you're wrong everybody know you knew you knew you wrong i see what you're saying now Before, sorry um so that is i mean me and Zoya come from a talk shit, get hit type of yeah. <laughs> background. Don't start no one, won't be none. Yeah. So you don't, you know, fucking take the extra thought and make sure you're saying what you want to say. Also, your the shit that you make doesn't go away when you feel like making it go, go away.
1: I mean, you can still make the art and not post it anywhere and wait until... I don't know, maybe you don't talk to the person anymore or, you know, once you know that you're in a better spot and that maybe they're in a better spot and can actually handle it. But art's art. It doesn't matter. Some people take it the right way or the wrong way. It's it's all in how you perceive it.
0: Right. It's like you can make the thing. Something that gets confused with art now in the year 2021 mm-hmm. is that... uh. Uh, part of the art is making it for everyone right but art is still art as long as you make it and it, it never has to go anywhere mm-hmm. but if you do choose to you know you're saying they might see it well are they gonna see a painting hanging in your house or are you gonna tweet a song that you wrote about somebody else knowing that
1: they follow you and or are you gonna draw them naked and like make them feel exposed you know think
0: about the why that you're why you're making it. Mm-hmm. And as long as that is like ultra clear, that's what, that's your relationship to your art mm-hmm. is your your reason mm-hmm. for making it. Yeah. What um, inspired you to make it and where does that need to be to fulfill the purpose of the art?
1: I mean, sometimes you just need to...
0: And we want to know the purpose of the purpose of art.
1: <laughs> Sometimes you just need to do the art to have it. I mean, so many artists have so many things that they've never shown anyone. Yeah. You know? Yes. Oh.
0: That's how I feel about my wiener. What? What? I
1: didn't realize uh, what was like on in the background. I kind of like that.
0: It's a bedroom. Rainy bedroom. I like it. We... uh, I don't mean to... Oh, can you hit that dog? It's almost, and yes, great job. And one more, and there it goes. Great job, Zoe. How was that? Was that all right? Yep. You got to stretch out a little bit. My arms are sore. I'm sorry. I'll hit it next time. That's okay. I don't know why I didn't do it. Sorry. Fuck. What was I saying?
1: Sometimes. Good. Thank you. We, you started, we, because I said something about, you said the bedroom, and then we. Oh,
0: oh, oh. We tend to put a lot of images on the screen Mm -hmm. back here. That have to do with w- either windows with better views than ours, because mm-hmm. where we are, all of our windows face another building. Mm-hmm. City life. Certain level of income life, and then uh, a lot of them have rain or snow in the background because those are things that we miss very much. You could be listening to this in Texas. I don't know I miss snow so much. But I, I miss do the miss look the rain. of snow so much. Sometimes, mm-hmm. much.
1: I can't stand the
0: rain. It's more rain. I miss rain a lot. Yeah, I miss thunder and lightning storms. Yeah, lightning. Well, maybe we should move to Portland. Okay. I'd rather move to Portland I don't than know. Mars. They really
1: have uh, lightning there. They rain. It rains, yeah. But even like a Seattle, it rains all the time. But they don't really have thunder and lightning. Listen,
0: yet. if you're gonna scream, I'm gonna have to turn your mic down. Okay. Christopher J says, "What's Zoya's relationship?" This one's for you. Uh-huh. Uh huh. With pro wrestling. Did and did slash so many slashes. Were we on the dark web? Did slash does she have a favorite wrestler? That's from Christopher J. Christopher, Christopher J. Everybody asking Christopher and Christopher J. Everybody asking questions and Christopher J.
1: So when I was a kid, I used to watch wrestling like sometimes with my brother and my cousins and stuff like that. Um and we watched it a lot because we didn't have cable TV and it was like one of the only channels that we could like get, you know? Yeah. So we ended up watching like I remember when John Cena first came out. John Cena. John Cena. Uh China was like fucking incredible to me as a kid. And then it re it and then I we stopped watching it like altogether, right? Every once in a while I'd be flipping through the channels as a teenager into you know until 26 27 and I would like stop for a second and be like bah, okay you know bam. Bam, and keep going um, and then it was reintroduced to me when you know I met Mike um, I got Micah an exact replica belt a long time ago the videos on the internet and I cut him a promo it was pretty good Mm-hmm. Steve Walter one one time helped me out with that.
0: You're the best, most thoughtful person.
1: I'm not. I'm not that thoughtful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that the
0: your standards mm-hmm. are, it's a sliding scale based on who you meet mm-hmm. and, and what your relationship to them is. Mm-hmm. But I'm even saying as my life partner mm-hmm. and my wife, mm-hmm. you go above and beyond at all times as far as how thoughtful you are. I don't know and that's been that. like that since you don't have to because you have the wrong perspective on it. I'm saying from where I'm sitting, okay, on this side of the table that you made for us, uh-huh. you're very thoughtful and you go above and beyond at all times. Thank you.
1: But um- <clears throat> hold on.
0: thank you for that did you hear the little when i put the mic down it went (laughs) Um, sorry
1: but i enjoy watching it i mean mike and i mike watches a lot of like documentaries and like follows with a, a podcast couldn't tell you what it was, but, like, sometimes he'll have it on, like, on a Sunday or when I'm, like, getting ready for work. Um, he always has podcasts on, like, I'm always hearing, like, this wrestling podcast and, you know, sometimes I ask questions about it. But I watch along, like, whenever he's got the podcast on and, like, the the actual um, uh, match on the TV, like, mm-hmm. I'll watch those with him and they're yeah. kind of fun, you know, to... To watch. I mean, I enjoy it just for whatever, but Roman Reigns right now is Okay. Well <sighs> Roman Reigns is like an uglier version of me. He makes me like sweaty in my armpits. All right. Well I get like a little Why don't
0: you take a shower? Yeah. So I uh I one. listened mate. I listened to a bunch of podcasts. Uh what happened when with Conrad Thompson and Tony Schiavone. I listened to Eighty Three Weeks. With Conrad Thompson and Eric Bischoff. I listened to uh, something to wrestle
1: with Eric Bischoff in
0: 22 weeks. That's not it. Mm -hmm. Uh, And some of them, you know, they'll talk about a specific show with somebody who helped write or book or somebody who was behind the scenes commentators and they, just give an incredible perspective that you never even thought of. And it's a chance to enjoy something that I enjoyed when I was younger in a very different way as an adult. And plus being in the entertainment industry and on the production side of things, it's interesting all the way around. So I listen to all these different things and sometimes they'll do like a watch along Well, where they'll be like, well, this is why we did this here and to watch that and have the memory of it. Well, well I watched this when I was 10 mm-hmm. and here's what I thought of it then. And, um, now you're telling me like the behind the scenes stuff, I can go back and watch it completely differently. It's such a great, very niche, but very like wrestling fans will consume every, all of it mm-hmm. and like never stop seeking it out. Mm-hmm. So it's, um, It's just cool. It's just like being nerdy about anything else. Only, I don't, a big part of my life, even during the SourceFed days, where everyone's like, SourceFed nerd, and we're all here because we're nerdy, or whatever. Everyone always had something to say about me liking wrestling. Yeah. And you know, it's a little more widely accepted now, and was after like the huge boom in the mid and late 90s, Mm -hmm. in our lifetime. But- It was always, you always got made fun of even from the nerds for watching wrestling. And that's why I didn't identify as nerd, as a nerd forever. Mm -hmm. Like the nerd fighter stuff, the DFTBA, I'd be like, that's great. Go have your fun and play magic and play D&D and read comic books and do all your shit. But I know in the back of my mind that all you fucks who were alienated by all the popular kids alienated us for liking wrestling. So, so the
1: nerds alienated the nerds.
0: Yeah. Because you, whatever you're not into, whatever you don't understand. So it was like being ultra popular, couldn't like wrestling, being ultra nerdy, you couldn't like wrestling. So you find your group and you're just like, whenever somebody likes wrestling, fan, uh, likes wrestling you're like, you're in this weird subset mm-hmm. of Americana that uh, at the very least we have that in common. And then other people have introduced people to me saying, oh, you would love this person because you both like wrestling. And that person turns out to be a piece of shit. And it takes all kinds. Slouching towards something else. Name's too long. I can't read it. Says, notice the sauce on top. And that is because I posted a GIF of lasagna. And um, back to what I said uh, before. Eat a dick. It's it's not a layer. (laughs) This dude named Matt says... I've been asked to make a speech at my nephew's wedding last week. Congratulations. Sure. Your nephew must think a lot of you very highly. What an honor. Give me your best speech opener. Zoe, Have you ever had to make a speech at a
1: wedding? Oh, dude, I got, so I was my best friend, Mary's maid of honor. And it was just me and the best man in the wedding party and Bill's daughter Emily and she was so cute. Um and I wasn't Mary was like you don't have to do it, don't worry, you know. And
0: We know how you read out loud.
1: <laughs> so I didn't prepare anything. Uh-huh. And Mike Moss ended up totally throwing me under the bus. And was like he did his speech and he was like, and Zoya, and he literally hands it down to me, and I literally remember thinking, like, oh, you motherfucker! And of to course, him or to you? It, to him. Uh-huh. Fuck him! Like he totally like threw me under the bus and was like, and here you go, it's your turn. And I was like, huh, uh, you know.
0: Uh huh. But were you meant to speak and no. just didn't prepare anything, or you weren't meant to speak at all?
1: I wasn't meant to speak at all.
0: That's what you should have said into the mic. I wasn't meant to speak at all. And then you give it back to the DJ and he's like, all right, everyone yeah. in a circle.
1: <laughs> I mean, it was short and sweet and obviously it was from the heart. You know, like I love Bill. I love Mary. You know, she's like my sister from another mister, you uh-huh. know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but I was, I wanted to throw up every second of every word that was coming out of my mouth. I didn't do it right. I didn't do it right. I don't know how to take a speech. I don't know how to do it right. I was very emotional too. I think I I cried through half of it. And I was like, like ugly face. Like, you know.
0: (laughs) I gave the best man speech at my best friend uh, Aaron's wedding. Mm -hmm. And you were there. Mm -hmm. I was in the bathroom for the beginning of it. They called me too early, and then I said I was in the bathroom. Sorry. Yeah. Then I told the story about how he wouldn't let me borrow money at a little league baseball game once to get a hot dog, and I never forgot about that. Yeah. And I looked into his eyes, and I said, "I'll never forget about that. Yeah. Good luck.
1: Yeah.
0: And I threw the mic down into the cake. I pressed the mic into the cake, and I left. You didn't do that. <laughs> you did not do that.
1: That was a fun (laughs) wedding.
0: Yeah. I have fun friends, dog. Yeah. I haven't been to a bad friend wedding, I don't think. But it is a very, um, it's an honor Mm -hmm. to give a speech at a friend's wedding. Mm -hmm. Do you have a good opening line? No, I don't. (laughs) Mine is, the lobby's on fire. I'm going to make this quick. And so you got everyone's attention. That's pretty good. And then you start with, just kidding, my name's Mike. A lot of you know me. Dude, I love uh we did a sketch once for Nuclear Family where me and uh Bree wrote best man and best woman speeches. Mm-hmm. And I had so much fun. I go back and I watch that every now and again. Cause it's just um the stereotypes,
1: the the you know, were you drunk giving your things I couldn't I was trying to get drunk I couldn't get drunk at Mary Bill and Mary's wedding I mean we were all over couldn't the dance floor so um so of course you know we got ready in the morning there was like all kinds of champagne and like I was trying to make sure that everything was like running as smooth as possible for my best friend on her magical day That's you know nice. and it was very so thoughtful. beautiful and it was just like it at a beautiful, beautiful wedding and I just, or uh, venue and it, we just, I just wanted to make sure everything was like, okay. And, um, I remember, um, my friend EB was my sister's date and we lost EB a couple years ago and. He was always like the life of the party and would not let you sit down, whether it was at the club, Mm -hmm. at a bar, uh, at a wedding. And like, he was always like our resident date. Um, I remember uh, one of my coworkers got married and you were shooting the wedding and I brought EB as my date. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, And I tore my dress up the back the seam. My ass was out. Um, at that wedding.
0: She had a flannel shirt tied around her waist. For the oh
1: my God. <laughs> Who Eby, brought Albanian Kurt like, Yeah. Evie just like walked behind me. <laughs> One of the bridesmaids though was uh, a fashion designer and she sewed up my dress right away. Oh yeah. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah, um, She's actually a tattoo artist now. Um, I'll put her, her link in, in the bio. I think she's in Nashville right now. Anyway. Um...
0: So you don't have. A... So
1: Eb like had us dancing all night long at the wedding. So there was like no way that you could even. You were just sweating out whatever you were drinking. No,
0: yeah, that's why I couldn't get drunk. Yeah, yeah,
1: that was that was fun. Yeah, my mom, all my sisters, my brother was there. Everybody was there. It mm-hmm. was a lot of fun.
0: Weddings are good in that way. Yeah, that's the. I mean, our wedding would have been if we had a big wedding. It would have been too much. If we were rich as fuck. And had a big wedding, Mm -hmm. it would have been the greatest party of the century.
1: Yeah. I just... 300 plus people is too much for me. No,
0: All the... Because... I mean, I could only guess how Albanians are. But in an Italian wedding, if you don't invite someone, even if you haven't talked to them for 15 years, Mm -hmm. you get fucking hexed yeah we would, have, <laughs> we would have had to invite people
1: from all over the world on my side of the family oh, absolutely. yeah
0: and that's dude we started making the list for our wedding mm-hmm. and i was i got so stressed out mm-hmm. i was like oh fucking shit
1: we made the list like we got engaged and like a week later i was like all right just let's let's make a list mm-hmm. you know and see where we're at pages yeah and i was like nah nah, yeah. nah.
0: rock of pages yeah sergeant sparty Says, I can't wait for your answer to this one. Sorry. How do you deal with a friend to, uh, sorry. How do you deal with a friend to friend commission work? Always want to support friends craft and do work for friends. But how do you balance friendship and payment? Hmm. Go ahead. So I already know what you're going to say and I'm just going to agree with you. So go ahead. So, or I could just say, you tell me. For if those of us that
1: are creatives, right? And we make things for people. I, unless you really don't care about being paid for something, you let that be known. But most of my friends that want something from me or from you are more than happy to pay which I think is fair. So for me, as someone who can offer a service or something to someone, um, unless I'm like, I really don't want your money. No. If I was to ask someone for something, I want to pay them.
0: Here's what you do. Very simple. If you have a friend that makes something that you want, you have a painter friend, you want a painting Mm -hmm. from them. Graphic artist, whatever. Mm -hmm. You say, How much is your what do you charge people? Mm -hmm. And then you offer to pay them that. Mm -hmm. And if they will accept less, they will tell you. Right. And if they won't, that's what it is. Right. And you pay that. Right. You shouldn't want to undercut your friend because you have a different job than them. Mm -hmm. Like you are a mechanic. And if your friend is like, how much is this going to cost? Well, mm-hmm. if you go to the dealership, it'll cost you this, but I will do it for this or whatever. Right. You know, your haircuts cost whatever men's cut, $70 men's cut or whatever. Mm-hmm. What more than that? I didn't want That's
1: not, it's not, that's irrelevant. I
0: was giving you an example. Um, and so they say, okay, whatever, that's it. And then if you're willing to accept mm-hmm. less than that, that's when you let them know.
1: Right. It's but like, it's
0: not, you don't, as the friend who needs the thing,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you don't say, hey, what's the friend rate for this? Right. That's not
1: your decision. Right. Or let them know what your budget is. Be like, listen, I'm not quite sure what you charge. This is what my budget <clears throat> is. Are you willing to work with me? Yeah. If not, that's fine. You and know? a lot like, of
0: times your friend will be. Yeah. Or people who care about you will be. Mm-hmm. And even if they can't do exactly what they would normally do for, if you're, budget is lower, mm-hmm. they'll say like, this is what I could do for that. Yeah.
1: I love when people, you know, it's not even a friend, you know, new clients or whatever. Well, my hairdresser charges me this. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, and well, you, and you changed hairdressers. And why was that? <laughs>
0: and and you I noticed that you weren't going to them now. And why was that? <laughs> and then
1: I, I'm like, well, this is what my rate is. And then if they try to still be like, well, And I, this, I've said this to several people, let's say you were doing it your job, Mm -hmm. you get paid X amount of dollars and somebody came, your boss came over to you and said, Hey, listen, I can pay you. um, I know that you make this, but for today, I'm only going to pay you this for what you do in an hour. Would you say okay?
0: You know what kind of adds an even shittier level on top of it is that's like a it's not a boss, Mm -hmm. it's a friend who, when they don't need anything, I'm sure is very much like so great that you have that job, and that you know I want you to be successful and yada yada yada, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and you gotta practice what you preach. Yeah, Papa don't preach. Anything else to add to that as
1: I? don't know. If you can't afford like a $300 commission piece of whatever it is, whatever it may be, let your friend know like, hey, I have $200. I don't know if that's what you charge. This is what I have. Is there any way you could do it for me? If they say no, say okay.
0: Yeah. What can you do for this? Right. Or, and a lot of times, if you love each other, you'll meet each other halfway. And if you don't, if that artist or whatever commission, whatever, mm-hmm. isn't in a position where they can meet you halfway, mm-hmm. it's your job as a friend to respect that.
1: I remember one of my my friends was uh, when he first started doing tattoos. He didn't want to charge me full price, mm-hmm. and he charged me whatever, and I ended up I think I ended up doubling it because he took the time. I took like fucking six hours or five hours the first time right. of his time. Why wouldn't I pay that? That's crazy. Yeah. You know, it's Thanks, someone's Zoe. It's, it's someone's Thanks for time. I'm sorry. I was still having like, <laughs> I was still
0: in my thoughts, okay? You know what, dude? I'm not... Um... I know that sometimes I get on you. This is very honest. this is pulling Beth Curtin honesty time. Sometimes I get on you for like if there's a silence mm-hmm. in the podcast for you not covering. But that's not like I you're on this podcast from the beginning, not because you're like all-star podcaster interviewer. I Here's how I we keep the conversation don't know what going. The fuck I'm doing. Yeah. But you're you're very you're like you no matter what. Yeah. And you get really quiet and you think about your answers to shit rather than just like keep making noise
1: well sometimes i don't want to like sound like a fucking idiot when are just like babbling <laughs> and you're like blah blah blah, blah just to fill up like the the silent space like give and me a second and you're still gonna give
0: me pushback about how you're not thoughtful you're It'll literally do. scientifically thoughtful It'll
1: do.
0: anywho uh i really like this question and then we'll try to breeze through um, we're almost at an hour. The shows have been a little longer recently because mm-hmm. we like talking to you yeah. guys and I hope you um, have really, been down because with like it. we like
1: talking to each other.
0: But. We do like talking to each other and now since we're both working again, we don't get to do it anymore. So you see us during the hour and 20 minutes yeah. that we get to hang out. Although I'm my bladder is about to explode. Podcast. Dude, same. Yeah, okay. Maybe there's a way. Dude, go to the bathroom and I'm going to do this question and then... <laughs> okay, pretty tight Leave the door open, peel out um, Dave uh, At uh, Spork Wizard Which is funny to think about A spork wizard um, Says, if you could bring back Any dead comedian To have perspective Of the world today Who would it be? And then he says um, Bill Hicks would be my choice Bill Hicks was one of the great comedians who was, all of the great comedians are unapologetically themselves, and you know Bill Hicks did a lot of things about, you know, against the U.S. government and uh, the way people are, and he had a very interesting life perspective, even though everybody didn't want to hear it all the time. And he passed away, I think, due to cancer, years and years ago. There's a great documentary about. I forget what it's called, but there's a bunch of good Bill Hicks documentaries. Bill Hicks wasn't my cup of tea. Uh, Maybe it's a generational thing, and I thought he was fine, but I didn't worship him like a lot of people worship him. My guy was um, Mitch Hedberg, and to think that he's kind of – he would have been – I listened to him a lot in my late teens and early 20s. And uh, to think that there could have been, if he stayed alive, that there could have been some overlap where we would have been able to be on a show together at some point or even in the same building together as comedians, I would have loved that. That's a very selfish answer to your question. But he... Um just saw things in a very playful and interesting and like let's look at it from this direction way and he wrote jokes in a very succinct sometimes silly but thoughtful way and I could just listen to that forever and um that would have been great hmm. do you have any comedians that you uh dead ones you ever kill comedians so?
1: No, I mean, there's been plenty of times that I did almost kill a comedian.
0: Okay, well, now it's my turn to go to the what,
1: Wait, what's that question, <laughs> though? <laughs>
0: if there's any comedian that you would bring back from the dead to get their perspective on the world. Would have loved to mm-hmm. have seen, uh, there's a Patrice O'Neill documentary that, mm-hmm. that just came out called Killing is Easy, and I haven't seen it yet because uh, we don't have cable, but I'm sure I could find it somewhere. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure it's amazing. Another unapologetic, just said whatever the fuck. And uh, those type of people, even though you may not always agree with them, Mm. ultra interesting and enlightening and mind expanding to hear about the way a really funny, thoughtful person thinks about the world. Again, even if you don't agree with everything they say.
1: Dude, your eyes are kind of crazy right now because one's super green and one is like hazel. It's like very... Very crazy right now. I'm like a sexy
0: Italian husky.
1: I know. Very cute. Here, what's the next question? Give it to me. Excuse me. me. First of all, don't hit on me. Give me this. Okay. How long is too long to be engaged? Ow. Stop. Go pee, please. Uh, Chris Johnson asks, How long is too long to be engaged? As of yesterday, it's been two years for my fiancé and I. Uh, and then Brendan Grant says, do you brother, which I totally agree. I don't think that there's any, Mike and I had a long engagement. I think it was like two and a half, maybe three years that we were engaged. Um, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. There's no rush in you, you, you've already chosen to be with this person forever. Right. So, um, sometimes it takes you longer to um either plan or um or be uh or be able to save the money for a wedding. Weddings are expensive. I mean, especially if you're going to do like the big thing and like you don't have, you know, parents to help you or, you know, um it, they get expensive. Shit's crazy. And it takes so long, so long to plan them. Um, I don't know. I mean, you could always just elope and call it a day if, it, if it's bothering you. Is it something that bothers her? I think ultimately it depends on who you guys are and how comfortable you are being engaged, whether it's a long time or a short time. I say I agree with Brendan
0: This was the engagement question? Yeah.
1: This is one of those things. How long was our engagement? Like
0: two, three years. If it doesn't matter to both of the people in the relationship, like if you guys are happy, who gives a fuck, dude? That's one of those things where it's like engagement. Being engaged and being married are things that people have done forever. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of like um, blueprints for out of all the people who have ever been engaged. This is the median amount of time that these people have been engaged for before they got married and blah, 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 mm-hmm. all of that. And it's such a huge life decision to get married. Mm-hmm. All of that, how much time it takes to do this, how much to spend on the ring, where to do it, how many people to have on your wedding. That's all you comparing your shit to other people's shit. Mm-hmm. Right. And none of that matters. Because what you're doing is making a decision to enter into a committed relationship with someone else that you love very much for the rest of your life. So why the fuck should any of your shit be based on anybody else's shit? Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter. As long as you guys are still happy. Yeah. 100%. And it depends on so many other things, dude. You know what you can afford. You know when you have to work. You know blah, blah, blah. You know all this shit. Having a baby. Dude, even... I'll go all the way to... If you have any kind of creative career, obviously we all have influences and we all look and sound like other people until we're able to shed our influences and then maybe the speck of something is still there, but you develop your own whatever. And everyone is so afraid to do whatever they want because it's so different and you know algorithms don't know where to put it or people don't know exactly what to make of it. But if you start making something, whether it be your goddamn life or your art, Based on somebody else's shit, everyone has their, everyone on the outside from an outside perspective already has their preferences. Mm -hmm. So they'll look at you and be like, you're making stuff like that. That is my favorite version of that. Mm -hmm. So automatically you'll never be as good as that, but you're doing that. And it's kind of like that. Right. And the more you live your life like you in a mixture of all these influences and you blend it and you muddy up that water so much, mm-hmm. then you're doing your own shit. Yeah. And that's the way you got to live your yeah. fucking life.
1: Do you, who fucking cares about anybody do else? Do you,
0: unless you're engaged, then do them. Yeah. Man, I had a good time. Uh yeah. What do you want to do? Do you want to do more? What yeah, do you want to I'm,
1: do? I'm here for it. I don't have a bladder Issue anymore?
0: I have to film and edit the entire tomorrow's mic in the morning. Today.
1: Let's let's wrap it up. I mean, we've been talking for what an hour and a half. I had
0: two weeks, um, and it's been an interesting two weeks.
1: Well, speaking of two weeks, uh, Patreon, Patreon. And what is the connection there, Zoe? There's none. Alejandro uh,
0: Raya said, <laughs> "How often?" I just thought that this question was. It's just, I just want to hear your reaction to this question. How often do you neglect smaller tasks around your house? Like walking out the trash and making your bed or washing
1: dishes? I almost never wash dishes. I never take out the trash and my bed is nine times out of 10, not made. But that 10th time is nice. Yeah, It is. Even if it's just like, it's pulled not back. made. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everything's just pulled back. Everything's still like untucked. Yeah. Although I think I've been a little bit better about doing all of that recently. About making the bed.
0: It doesn't matter. It'll never matter. Um, okay. That's good. Zoe, Mike, um, Patreon.com, the virtual tipping and rewards website. If you want to take it a step further and go to patreon.com slash W T O P, you'll be able to not only support this podcast monetarily give a little something back. Maybe you don't need a t-shirt, something like that, but you want to give 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, or 540 dollars a month to this podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, we will gladly take it and we'll put it to good use. Mm-hmm. Uh, paying people to help us make videos that have been wildly entertaining. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, bringing the show to you every week. Mm-hmm. Every member of our Patreon gets full, Video episodes of this podcast, something right. that I've heard and seen people talk about in the comment sections of our... Um, Discord. Welcome to our podcast, Clips and Discord. Mm-hmm. Um, also, the $10 group gets a shout out on the podcast. That sounds like a little something like this. Also, a there's a $50 group. You could advertise something on the podcast if you're working on something. Maybe you're one of these artists that we were talking about and you want to spread your art around. Random example from the Discord, Tatana, who makes uh, beautiful digital art and turns that into stickers Mm -hmm. and shit like that. Just one of many examples. Yeah. And then uh, there's a $100 group, Mm -hmm. and then that's where we start to get into, you know, maybe send you a hoodie, maybe send you a Mm t-shirt. $50 group gets a t-shirt. $75 group. So uh, a bunch of different options on there. Go check it out. Mm -hmm. See what you like. I think that I... Press the button to enable a yearly plan um, if you're interested in that. But obviously, we would love to have you. Yeah, Patreon, as a website, has saved our lives so many times. Dude, yeah. I was in a clubhouse chat the other night with an old comedian who gave a lot of great advice. But was talking about how he was like, we have a, we have a podcast. And whenever my partner starts talking about Patreon, I purposely – he like took it as a sense of pride. Like, I lay out because I'm not a beggar. First of all, you're on the same podcast. Second of all, you're not begging because what people who maybe feel like they don't deserve anything need to understand is there are people out there. I am one. uh, You are one. They're fans of things that, you know, creative people that maybe aren't backed by a company or or ad sales or sponsors, but there's a group of people that still want that thing to keep going. Right. And, like, uh, I could branch off in so many different directions. But there are people who are kind of flipping about the way that shit works. Mm-hmm. Like, I was just talking to Candice about she'll, you know, get comments on her TikTok and be like, whoa, I haven't seen you since SourceFed. I didn't know you were making anything. Like, no shit, man. Yeah. Like, your, your generation has... All this technology at their fingertips and they can't if you're a fan of candace you can't google candace carrizales right. or follow her anywhere else to see right. but there's a group of people who are legit patrons of the arts mm-hmm. who are like i love this thing and i want it to keep going mm-hmm. so i'm going to like uh invest in it and yeah. become a, a part of it and um like i'm a patron of one of my favorite musicians who doesn't belong to a record label mm-hmm. or is not on fucking television or whatever, mm-hmm. because I want them to keep making music. Right. And, uh, so many people do that for us and we're legit, incredibly appreciative of every yeah. single one of them. I mean, we the try first to do a couple good job. of
1: years when we, we moved here, it's saved my ass. Yeah. It know? continues to yeah. save our ass. Yeah. And uh, we hope that
0: we pay you back by providing a entertaining service. Yeah. We love talking to each other. We love answering your questions. Mm-hmm. We love doing this for you guys. Mm-hmm. Um, blah, blah, blah. And I'm sorry. It took so long with that. And Sometimes I get into it
1: hard. Our $10 group, they always get a shout out. And we love them. And they probably hate me a little bit because I don't say their name right. So and this is something that, you know. Getting it right. I will never get it right. <laughs> I was trying Don't to worry, do it. Don't worry, I'm never gonna get it right. <laughs> uh, and that goes as, as follows. Billy, thank you, Billy. Uh, Tiger Lily O'Brien, uh, Mitra Cam, Antero Baez, Justin Batdorf, Ivana, Evian, uh, uh, Iviana, I, I'm gonna fuck this it's my up. my
0: favorite water.
1: Cruise, cruise My Cap, uh, M. Somerville, uh, in your short years We become We come long way
0: Do you know that's from?
1: No That's
0: from that alien, alien In our
1: song. short years
0: That's from that one alien, alien song. Uh huh okay. alien, alien, alien from some movies
1: Joel J I think that's what his name is Joel Gatza. Uh huh Chris Fernandez Burrow Babes Jacob Dent Johnny Rosito Handcrafted Neckwear One time uh, CCP BNJ and j Reese Carnes Stevie Adam socks before pants, so weird. I'm judging. Socks before pants, no. baby girl. I Sophie had a girl... Mortician. Never mind, forget it. <laughs> Adam now. Chili Philson. Oh, Emily Paget. Oh shit, it's Steph. Giant Tom Hanks, Lizzie Love. What happened?
0: You you alternate between whispering and screaming. So mm. I'm trying to make everything Gavin Welsh right.
1: crossed up. Yuck, nasty. Emily Buck tomato squeezer Jackie Hammond Paige Jansen. nice firm handshake the guy with long hair James Blair Jamie Blair I'm sorry I said James <laughs> Mr. <laughs> Mr. Jistifer Cronston without the T Jistifer? Jistifer tight Cronston without the T uh, happy birthday Chris Anna Valas. Oops Just Dale Jason Perryman Benjamin Putz Marcus Oreo Justin a crash Trash can Crash can That's <laughs> what I said Crash can? It's tra- trash can but Is that I said, when you get in a I trash said, can crash. You
0: roll down a hill? It's pretty good
1: Matthew Creason Lexi Parlier Marquise Cruz Beth Bush Micah Cole Blentz Snuggle Pig H Shayla Ryan Ashbrook, Frederick and Bresson, Taylor, Christina Camille, Nils Nyquist, Belinda Allen, Josh Steppen, Michael Johnson, Sydney Trimbetta, Joseph Dilcox, Kayla Johnston, Ed Herrera, Benjamin Jules, I'm Feth and don't you forget it, Grant Levisier, Chad Clark, Kendall Marie, Joe Finney, Heather Ashley, What is Cat? Baileen Garrett Kirkendall, Katie Taylor, Zoe's number one fan. Kate Farrell, Zoe... I can I can't read... Zoe, I can't read. What? Zoe, I can't read. Zoe, I can't read. <laughs> uh, that's pretty good. Kind of mean, but also... It's pretty good. Shane Welsh, Jacob Alvi, uh Siobon Fenty, uh Ivan Canute, Good Humans Pod, Milky Beans, Antler, Jess Enright, Lillian Carrillo, Lou Drake, Hannah McCurry, Magnus Silva, Barrington Lloyd Lovett, Benjamin Fuchs, Chelsea Thomas, Brendan Cloughsmith, Logan Logan Snyder, Daniello Sinclair Jr., Jacob D. Bradford, Justine Johnson, Chris Robinson, Kristen Kane, Just Josh, Sergeant Sparty, Ed Birch, Wandering G-Bear, Helen Ford, Noah Miller, Super Superflaus, Tatana Clay, yep. Danielle De Verona, John Robinson, Katie A, Sean Stone, Valerie York, Scott Harrington, Double Decker, Double Decker, Double Decker Pasta Pie, <laughs> hey, Jesse Stillwell. Katie Luigi, Rob DeVer. It's Devaru, but I'm never gonna say it right. Don Buer, Nestor DeLeon, Dara McGrath, Luis Hernandez, Monique Christoff, Troy R. Felicia Shimberry, and Matthew J. Palka. You guys, thank you so much. We love you. We love doing this for you. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Yes. I love doing this with you. And I appreciate everything. That you do for me
0: Love you Zoe. I love you Thank you for taking out the trash And doing most of the dishes Hey Thank you for everything else Um, Love you guys Thank you so much For your love and support Dude There's light At the end of the tunnel With all this shit And you guys Have been with us Through a very difficult year And uh, Thank you for that And there's a lot of fun shit Coming up And yeah. we're gonna continue To uh, Do our best for you guys So thank you Very much. And that's pretty much it. Do you have to go to the bathroom again? Bye. Bye.